Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of NBA News. I'm Mo Holtzman with my co-host Peter Schneeweiss here. What up? And today we're going to be talking about NBA bubble, everything regarding that, and especially the Eastern Conference, the nine teams that are going to be making the trek down to Orlando, including the Bucks, Raptors, Celtics, Heat, Pacers, Sixers, Nets, Magic, and Wizards. So we're just going to be running through each of those teams really quickly, saying, you know, title hopes, aspirations, X-Factors, everything like that. So Peter, you want us to get us start us with the Wizards? Yeah, so the Wizards really just should be thankful that they're even in Orlando, I feel like. And so they're the ninth seed this year in the East. Uh, They didn't really do anything special during the season, but they still find themselves here. And luckily for them, they have a fairly easy schedule in Orlando, at least to start out, because they played two really easy games against the Suns and the Wizards, the Suns and the Nets, excuse me. And then they go and play the Pacers as well to start their time in Orlando. But here's the thing that I don't really like about the Wizards is that obviously they're missing John Wall. And without John Wall, they're just not going to be successful at all. There's really no hope for this team. Sure. And you have even guys like Bradley Beal and Davis Davis Bertans missing with uh, Mm -hmm. uh, assorted injuries. And the only thing that really makes the Wizards even a tiny bit interesting to me is that the Brooklyn Nets are so banged up as well. Yeah, because you you see the Nets are like out of the playoff picture, but if Brooklyn goes zero and eight, there's a chance that they can sneak into that eight seed. There's a chance, but they're missing what their top three scores right now. Yeah, I believe basically. like there's no, I don't know who's going to lead this team, what direction they have really, and that's kind of where I'm seeing. That's just kind of the issue that everyone's seeing with this team. I didn't even think they were going to be in Orlando to begin with. I didn't either. I think it's that they wanted 22 teams instead of the 21. But I yeah. honestly think they could have rolled with like 18 or 20. I think I th- honestly think they could have rolled with 18 as well. and Or at least 20 because you get all those teams in the West that are kind of all jumbled together. Like yeah, sure. You bring the Kings, Spurs Blazers. I, I honestly think you could have left the Spurs out of it and just bring brought the Pacers, Grizzlies, Pelicans, and uh, Kings. But, you yeah. know, that's their call. And uh, so we get the Wizards. We get a couple games of... I, I don't know, Isaac Bonga and Rui Achimura. <laughs> Rui, I'm, I'm hyped <laughs> to see him for sure. But then uh, moving on to a couple of teams that they'll be battling uh, for the eighth seed. Who do you think is more interesting to you? The Magic, who you know haven't really put it together, still have a kind of young team, or the Nets, who brought in Jamal Crawford, obviously missing their big guys? I, I kind of like, I'm excited to see what the Nets can do. Because, so personally, I mean, I'm from Michigan. I'm a Michigan State fan. But I've always, you know, all my friends are huge Carousel Vert fans. And I think now that he's back from injury, and I think he's now really fully healthy, and he has a chance to lead this team, I think it's going to be fun to watch. Because he was really good last year for a good stretch before he got hurt. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm excited to see what he can do. I think the Magic are are the better team, at least going into Orlando because they're actually healthy you know Kyrie and KD aren't playing obviously and that's Mm going to be a huge issue for the Nets but I really want to see what they can do and I'm really I would rather watch the Nets play than the Magic play if that makes sense yeah well because you got guys who could give you a 50 piece you know Jamal Crawford did it in his last game Karis LeVert did it this Mm -hmm. season and uh, the interesting thing to watch for me with Karis LeVert is how he can boost his trade value 
because you see this Nets team has, in my opinion at least, when Kyrie and KD come back, they're going to have too many guys who want the ball. With right. Spencer Dinwiddie, Kyrie, KD, those are three guys. And Karis LeVert's not going to get his shots, especially with guys like Joe Harris there. And I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Dinwiddie or, and or maybe LeVert were moved in this offseason. So this is a chance for the Nets to be like, hey, you guys see LeVert averaged 40 in Orlando. Mm-hmm. And he's, you're right. He's, and the thing is, so Karis LeVert, he signed a three-year contract this offseason for $52 million. And the Nets just aren't going to be – what the Nets are most likely going to do is that they're going to want a better bench for next sure. season so they can actually make a real postseason run. So that's – they're going to look at him and they're going to look at Dinwiddie and they're going to be like, okay, one of you guys is just going to need to go. And I think, honestly, it might be Karis LeVert because Karis LeVert, I think you can get more back for him at this mm-hmm. moment, especially if he plays well in and Orlando. The, the thing is, LeVert's a good value at that contract. Oh, yeah. He's still a young player. He's going to average. I mean, if you put him on a team where he's the first or second option, that guy's going for 25 a game. Oh, I have no sure. doubts in my mind. LeVert's oh, yeah. a great player. Mm-hmm. But looping back to the Magic, uh, you see John Isaac, I think, and Markel Fultz are both a little bit banged up. We're not sure whether either of them are going to be playing. So the thing is, Magic, what's their ceiling? They're going to be, I guess the Magic are going to make the playoffs as a 7th or 8th seed, but they're going to play the Bucks, Raptors, the Celtics. Like, that's, that's trouble. Yeah, I don't see them winning a game in the playoffs this year. I mean, maybe they can steal one or two, but like, they're obviously not going to win a series. Sure. I think at best they're going to be the 7th seed and take, take the Raptors or the Celtics, probably the Raptors, to Five games. Yeah, you saw that. You saw that last year. I think it was DJ Augustine hit that shot, and they took the Raptors oh, yeah. to five in the first round. Obviously, Toronto went on to win that title, so it didn't right. didn't mean much. I think the Magic can be a really good team next year, though. Like you said, if they, if if they're healthy, I think Markel Fultz has really improved each year. Like this year, especially with the Magic, he's really improved compared to his first couple seasons. And I think next year is going to take an even bigger jump. So I think that, that'll that be exciting to see. And I think the Magic, if they carry some momentum, they can pick up a decent free agent and actually sure. you know, hold themselves in a weak Eastern Conference. You picked, you picked Fultz as a future All-Star, didn't you? I picked him as a – I think he's like, you know, kind of like a – he could be, you know, guys like Chris Middleton yeah. or guys who are just like – fringe all-stars like Andre Drummond was like that for a little bit too I see Markel Fultz kind of being like that or he could be I think he could win a most improved player for sure next year sure I definitely see that coming up it's a good bounce back for him though because we were really thinking of as him as him you know being a bust for his first couple seasons there but it's good Mm -hmm. to see a guy like that bouncing back in Orlando oh for sure yeah. So moving on to the sixth seed, which I think may be the most intriguing team in the Eastern Conference, the Philadelphia 76ers. What do you think about this squad? I, oh my goodness, here's the thing. I, <laughs> I don't know why I hate the 76ers. Really? I don't know why. There's wow. Just, it's just the thing that I've always had with them. Since, <laughs> even since like they were trash when they were like, you know, the process years, I've yeah, hated sure. them during that. And it's really? not because like I totally, I totally understood and I respected why they were just, like, tanking and being trash. Because, honestly, I would do the same thing if I was a GM. Why, you know, if you're going to be an 8 seed or a 7 seed or anywhere, you know, like a mid-team oh, yeah, in a conference. NBA purgatory. No, yeah, the, the best thing you can be is, you know, a top 3 team in your league or the bottom 3 team in the league. Sure. And I respected that. But still, for some reason, I don't know. What I like that the 76ers are doing, though, is that I like how they're moving Ben Simmons to power forward. 
that was a really interesting report. I really like that idea. I'll, I don't know how that'll play out, you know, having Joel Simmons and or jo- Joel and Simmons uh, down low because they're both, you know, so, need the ball. Yeah, the but, question there for me is, does that move Horford to the bench? It might. It has yeah. to, right? I mean, because it has to. Horford that has would really be the been biggest it. lineup. Horford really kind of fell off this year, though. Yeah, like, he absolutely. hasn't He hasn't played great at all. So I think that'll work out fine. And you have Horford off the bench. You can kind of stretch the floor as a big man a little bit. I think yeah. that could help. But That would be really interesting because you've never seen – I mean, Ben Simmons obviously is that LeBron-type mold if he can be a point forward. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I guess if he's running the offense through the post there, that could be really interesting. Yeah, I think it will be – fun to watch because there's not many teams now that run their offense through the post as you said sure. so i think that'll be fun to watch for sure in philly i just don't like them i don't know why <laughs> see i like I, whoever they match up with i think they're gonna <laughs> give who are they matched up right now with the celtics I yeah think Celtics. theoretically if they play the celtics i think they could take them and they could do a really good job but i don't i don't see them being a real contender see, I am totally on the other side of this. I was, I was a big, I was, I'm not, I'm not a Sixers fan, but coming into the season, I had them as my number one team in the East because if you look at them on paper, this team should be awesome. Right. On paper though. That's so different. Absolutely. From- but think about it. Think about it. You got Joel Embiid. I personally, one of my best centers in the league, got to be top two for me. Ben right. Simmons, top five point guard in my mind. And mm-hmm. the thing is those guys, their partnership really just isn't there right now. No. But the pieces around them, I thought, could build it up. Tobias Harris, he's a yeah. great third option. Josh yeah. Richardson, great defender, good shooter. We saw that in the Heat days. And the starting five should just work. And I honestly wouldn't like be super surprised if they just turned it on in the playoffs. And no, I could see I, them winning yeah. two rounds. I agree with that. I just think that you know those their top three guys are just way too dependent on having the ball in their hands. I love Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris is easily my favorite player on the Sixers, without a doubt. <laughs> and that's because, I mean, he was a Pistons. I'm a Pistons fan. He was great on the Pistons. And he was on that. every team, Peter. He was, yeah, I mean, he's been on every <laughs> team. But I, I love the dude anyway, nonetheless. And he just needs the ball too much. And Simmons needs the ball a little bit too much. And Joel really needs the ball a lot as, you know, a dominant big man. And that's the issue. But what I like about the 76ers is that they have a pretty – Actually, for that matter, a really easy schedule in Orlando. Yeah, they, they play really the Pacers. Do. I think they have the easiest. Yeah, oh, probably. They play the Pacers, the Spurs, the Wizards, the Magic, and the Trailblazers, the Suns, Raptors, and Rockets. So, what is that like? Six, five six out of the eight teams. Five out of the eight teams are not even the top eight, or are eight seed or lower. Yeah, is that a six point. and two? Is that a at least a five and three? If you're looking at it, right. Oh, yeah, it's got to be. So I then think, you look at yeah. the teams above them. Philadelphia is right now tied with the Pacers at fifth, two games back at the Heat. You could mm-hmm. see the Sixers going realistically to the 4-5 matchup, and then you're avoiding yeah. the whole Bucks raptors Celtics. Yeah, yep, I agree with that. But I think, And that would be fun to see them play the Heat, I think. Yeah, definitely. That would be a really fun matchup. Jimmy Butler see. back. Right, exactly. That would be – I love the Heat team. We'll get to that in a yeah, minute, we'll get I that. love the Heat. So uh, we'll, we'll step one rung off the standings ladder here to look at the Indiana Pacers, who, in my opinion, really underrated team, really interesting. And the, the X factor, obviously, is Victor Oladipo. Came back from the knee mm-hmm. injury. He said he wasn't going to play in Orlando. Now reports are filtering out that he's considering it. He's been practicing. Things are going well in the bubble. So let's pretend Victor Oladipo's in. He's not the Victor Oladipo two years ago, all NBA Victor Oladipo. Right. Still a little bit hurt. 
but he's here. What, mm-hmm. What's the ceiling of that Pacers team? Well, the issue is something that we kind of talked about earlier is that as much as I really – I like this team. I really like Sabonis, but you look at them and they're probably – you know, they're going to they're gonna play the Sixers that first game. Who the hell is going to guard Joel Embiid on this team? Miles Turner's has not played that well this season. I'm really disappointed in him because I expected him oh, he to. He had huge expectations. I expected that him was to be like a top five center this yeah. year. For sure. And he was at like the first two years in the league. Everyone was like, yeah, this dude is easily going to be a consistent top yeah, five. For sure. Perennial all-star kind of guy. But he just hasn't been that this year. And Victor Oladipo, you know, he's – if he plays or not, what – he kind of struggled with this year when he did play was his confidence. Yeah. Because, you know, well, that he, injury was brutal. Oh yeah. That, and I don't, I'm, I'm not blaming him no. for it at all, but can he step up his confidence if he's, you know, kind of returning from injury, I mean, not the, doing the dude played percent 13 like, games this year. You know what I mean? It's been a long time since Victor mm-hmm. Oladipo was a, like a force on an NBA court. Right. But I mean, honestly, I really like the Pacers' depth. You know, they got the two holidays on the bench, TJ McConnell. But you look at the starting lineup, there are some really underrated guys there. Sabonis, obviously, first time All Star. But the leading scorer on that team is TJ Warren. Mm-hmm. 18, yeah. 18.7 points per game for Warren, who always an underrated player because he was in Phoenix at the start of his career. Right. But I mean, honestly, I you saw the Pacers. Remember when they took those that Cavs team to seven? That's something, oh, I, could, yeah, that, that's yeah. something I could see happening to a Bucks like, or a Celtics. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they would win a first-round series. I don't know if I'd take them over the Heat or the Sixers. But it could definitely be close. And this is a team that you could watch out for really upsetting some brackets. I agree with that. I just don't – it's it's hard. There's less direction with this team than some of the other teams in this kind of, you know, Mideast pack. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm struggling right now with the Pacers. Yeah, absolutely. And then we're going to move on one more to your Miami Heat. Peter, talk to me about them. I love this team so much. Like they're just everything about them. So they're so fun to watch. They're I so really, fun. I really like uh, Tyler Hero. I think he's gonna be phenomenal. He's been phenomenal this year, first of all. But the thing about the Heat is that they have a pretty, pretty tough schedule, at least to begin in Orlando because they go up against the Nuggets, the Raptors, the Celtics, and the Bucks. Those are good teams. To start. That and could that, be 0 and 4, honestly. That you, could, never you could know. start 0 and 4 or 1 and 3 against those teams. And that's when you or, drop down to the 6 seed. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing about the Heat is that they match up really well against Giannis, mm-hmm. which I think is so interesting cuz and Bam, he having Bam on that team does so much cuz he can he can guard Giannis. He can guard a center, and then you can take Jimmy Butler, and he can, you know, you can mark, you can match him up with Middleton. Middleton, you know, that's going to work out. Or Jason Tatum, or Pascal Siakam, and Bam. It's a really like, well built. They and they have all mm-hmm, those guards. All those got all those guards, and they have every single person can guard, you know, two or three positions. I feel like in their starting mm-hmm. lineup, and I think that's what really separates this team compared to the Sixers and. Uh, the Pacers at the moment is that they have guys who can defend every single position on the court sure. and they're never going to be in trouble there. So that's why I really like this team. Um, I think, you know, they're going to struggle a little bit when the season comes back because they have such a tough schedule, but I think they're going to really make a good mark on the playoffs and those tough games to begin in Orlando is really going to help them moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. So the thing is with the heat for me, 
is you kind of forget sometimes all these veterans they have on the squad. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo are making headlines. Obviously, Adebayo's freaking 22 years old doing what he's doing. Right. But you forget guys like Goran Dragic, Jay Crowder oh, yeah. are like just good veterans on the squad. Mm-hmm. And I, I forgot until I was looking at their uh, per-game logs here, Andre Iguodala was signed. Yep. He played 14 games with them and, uh, you know, didn't do too much. He's only averaging four points per game. But you know playoff Iggy can turn it on. Oh, for sure. And Finals they also MVP have, for some reason. Uh, but Another guy that you haven't even mentioned yet who's not even a veteran, and I just really like him because he can shoot the damn lights out. Duncan Robinson. He's a fun player. He has a whole different – he has just a whole different aspect to this team because he's he's just able to spread the floor with, you know, with his shooting ability. And I think that just opens up a whole different level to this team. They literally have every single aspect of a championship team besides having, like, that true, true star player that, you know, the Bucks have, the Clippers have, and the Lakers have right now. That's kind of what they're missing. So let's take it through it. Right now, the Heat would be matched up against the Pacers. You'd take the Heat in that series. For sure. Then yep. the second round, Heat has a four seed. They have to play the one or the eight unless the Magic beat the Bucs. Right. So it, it, be, it would be Giannis. And yeah. We're, we haven't talked about Giannis yet. Obviously, we're working our way up to the top. But um, would you? how long do you think that series would go? Is there a world where you see the Bucks losing in that second round there? There's a world where I see them losing, and that's if – Giannis's knee injury comes back in Orlando. Okay. Okay. You know, and I think that's that's the issue with Giannis that I think is going to affect his career forever is that knee. Like he's just got a weird knee bug that he deals with every year, and it makes sense. He's like a seven foot guard. Like of course he's going to. And have... he's he's so athletic. He's always jumping around. You see this, oh, the yeah. Russell Westbrook it's... effect, dude. It's like flying. no, yeah, honestly, it honestly is. But he's always going to have like some weird knee injury, and he's had it for the past you know two or three seasons. Mm-hmm. So I think that could kind of strike back and hurt the Bucks a little bit because Bam can lock up Giannis any day of the mm-hmm. week, I feel like. You know, they match up really well against this team. I see the Heat at least going to six against the Bucks. Okay. I really think the Heat are going to be the biggest problem for the Bucks in Re- Okay, past. that's interesting to me because, honestly, I'd peg the Celtics as a bigger problem for the Heat. I mean, for not for the Heat, for the Bucks, And I think the Raptors could be up there, too. I, I, I we'll, we'll get the there. Raptors. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. So um, let's get there now. Let's talk about the Celtics. What do you think about this squad? I like the Celtics a lot. They're not – they're two years away. They're still two really? years away from, from being a championship. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's an Jason, interesting take to me. I really like Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum needs – he needs another deep playoff run before he can be really successful. You look at, like, the best – the best of the best guys of all mm-hmm. time in the NBA, LeBron, MJ, whoever, even Steph for that matter. They had playoff runs for years for the first half of their career where they just constantly were almost there and then they failed. Sure. You know, you know, LeBron swept by the Spurs. Yeah, with those Cavs squads. Mm-hmm. MJ could never get by the Pistons. Durant with those Thunder teams. Durant yeah. and Westbrook with the Thunder team. You know, and I think Jason Tatum, he's going to be in that caliber. For sure, one day he's going to be like this top, you know, thirty guy of all time. I really think he could be there, but he's got to fail at first, and that's just what's going to happen this year. And he really, you know, every there's people who can make the argument where he's like, look, he took LeBron to seven in the Eastern Conference Finals a couple of years ago. 
That Cavs that? team was bad, though. That Cavs team was bad, though. That was <laughs> LeBron versus Jason Tatum and the rest of the Celtics yeah. and Al Horford and all that. So I, I really, I just don't, I don't see them, you know, actually winning. So, the so this here's year. the interesting thing to me: is let's take Tatum. So let's say Tatum doesn't have it completely. He's averaged 23 over the course of regular season. Say he averages 20 in the playoffs, okay. but then you get. Campbell Walker, who's still dealing with that, he has a little bit of an injury right there, too. So, say Campbell Walker's a little bit banged up. you still got guys like Jalen Brown making one of his first playoff appearances. Gordon Hayward's been a little bit tested in the playoffs. Marcus Smart is, like, one of the best defenders in the league in my eyes. Mm -hmm. And their bench falls off a little bit, and his canter's there. But the thing is with the Celtics is the unselfish mentality from them. And honestly, they're such a good defensive team. I would take them over any of the teams we've talked about. I'd have them beating the Heat. I'd have them against the Pacers, Sixers, everybody. I think the Bucks and Raptors are on a different tier than them, but I wouldn't be super surprised if the, uh, if the Celtics made a title run. I wouldn't I, – I would be surprised, but it's not something that would be, you know, shocking to me necessarily. I just – there's a little bit of lack of experience, I feel like, with this team. Okay. That – they just need another year or two. I really believe that. So here's the question about a year or two. Tatum's okay. 21. Yep. Brown is 23. Marcus yep. Smart's 25. That's okay. your young core. Yes. You have Robert Williams, 22. You know, this mm-hmm. less important guys. But then you have Kemba Walker's 29. Gordon Hayward's 29. Ennis Canner's 27. Those are two different timelines. Those are two different timelines. But at the same time, Two or three years, Kemba Walker is still going to be, and Jason, and Jason, and Hayward for that matter. Yeah, Yeah, Gordon Hayward, excuse me. They're still going to be 30 31. I see. I don't know how effective 32 year old Kemba Walker is going to be. He's he's a smaller guard. He's not a great defender. If he doesn't have the ball in his hands when Jason Tatum comes into his MVP form, I, I don't know about Kemba Walker on these teams. I think it's okay because Jason, Jason, or yeah. I think it's okay because Jason Tatum's just going to take a big step. Okay. I think it's going to be fine. I'm most concerned about Gordon Hayward going into the future just because of all his injuries. Yeah. You know, I don't know how effective he's really going to be in the next couple of years, but I think, you know, the Celtics are such an attractive team that they're going to pick up really good guys. You yeah, know, people are going to want to play on Jason Tatum. It's all oh, over on effect. Sure. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. They're going to, they're going to pick up really good guys off the bench. They're, going to be okay now the celtics need to be careful managing their money in, in the future upcoming off seasons because kemba's on a big contract tatum's going to be on a really big contract mm-hmm. this off season if they're actually going to sign him to a max deal so they just they need to be careful should. of that mm-hmm. oh for sure 100 percent deserves it but they just need to be careful managing their money mm-hmm. and so they can keep these bench guys that will actually you know, propel them to a championship. All right, so moving on one more to the defending champion, longest NBA champion tenure in NBA history, <laughs> the Toronto Raptors, who obviously lost Kawhi Leonard. I personally was a Raptors hater in the offseason. I was like, man, y'all lost Kawhi, it's over. I thought they were going to fall off, not be a high-tier playoff team around the sixth seed. They've proved me wrong in every aspect. This is a really talented team. Pascal Siakam, man, what a guy. <laughs> Dude has been unreal. Kyle Lowry, for that matter, too. He's like 33 or 34 and still – he's that small guard. He's the small guard. He's the other small guard in the NBA that's just redefined. Just, he's yeah. been great. I hope Kemba Walker is like him. 
I really See, do. The thing with Kemba is he doesn't have the defensive type thing that Lowry has. No, he doesn't. No, so that's right. where my worry is, is if he's undersized, getting beat on the defensive end, is he going to turn into like a glorified Lou Williams? <laughs> not, not hate on Lou Williams because Lou Williams is fun to watch, but right, yeah, I I'm not I'm not sure. But with this Raptors team, I really I really like them. I really do because it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like they have any star type of player. I mean, Pascal Siakam's great, but it's not like you don't talk about Pascal like you no, he's young. He just came onto like the that. scene. You know, it's a depth right. team. It's a depth team. They. You know what this team reminds me of? And I'm going to say this because I'm a Pistons fan. They remind oh, me God. of the 2004 Pistons team. Always the Pistons. No, think about it, though. It was, like, it was led by, like, Tayshaun Prince and all those guys who were just, like, there's no real star. There's, like, a couple yeah. of, like, low-tier all-stars on that team. But Pascal Siakam's he's a really good player who just flies way under the radar for everybody, and I really like that. So if we go through this how this team matches up, Pascal Siakam, I think, can hold his own. With the Giannis type, with the mm-hmm. you know Jalen Brown bigger forward on that Celtic team, for sure. Kyle Lowry is playoff proven. He had a great Finals run last year. The X factors to me, you have Serge Ibaka is obviously going to play great. Marcus Hall's great defensive center. Fred Van Vliet and Norman Powell, two younger Fred, guys. Fred Van yeah. Vliet, I I love the kid. Fred Van Vliet played phenomenally last year in the playoffs. He outplayed Steph Curry. He outplayed Steph games Curry. There. Dude, he he was on like that I think it was game 6 that they played in last the, year. Yeah, the crazy unbelievable three. in the fourth quarter. Like mm-hmm. that proved everything I needed to know about the guy right there. So, I'm not really worried about him. Serge Ibaka also has a lot of playoff experience, which is really going to help them out. Norman Powell is a little more interesting to me because, you know, he's this is like kind of his first really big year on the scene. I yeah, like. he, he's always been like one of those depth guys for the Raptors, but he came on at 16 and a half points per game this year and he really turned it on near the end of the year. Mm-hmm. He did get a little bit hurt. I think it was March. He, I don't remember what he hurt, but I know he's back now and he's ready to go. And this oh, such a deep Raptors team. And honestly, I would not be surprised if, again, they made another deep run. But would you pick them over a Bucks team? I'm not sure. I'm. I don't. I don't think I could. I think maybe if the season played out normally, I would. Okay. But and that that's kind of my issue with a lot of these teams is like Norman Powell played phenomenally, like you said at the end of the year. He won Eastern Conference Player of the Week for the first week of March, I think it was. Yeah. Like and which then, is crazy. Like, then, yeah, and then the next week everything shut down. You know, Jason Tatum was unbelievable after the All Star break, and then everything shut down. It's mm-hmm. like I don't. These guys have been sitting in their rooms for four months. Right, they've not been sitting in their room, and they, you know, you don't know what they've done in the past four months at this point. You know, it's 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 been forever, geez. But I I don't I don't I can't I can't quite give the Raptors over the Bucks. I really I I might be biased, but I really really like this Bucks team. I really do. Okay, so let's talk about this Bucks team. So obviously, you got Giannis. You got yep. Chris Middleton, who's one of the most underrated players in the league, shooting almost 50-40-90 this year. You got Burke Lopez, who I think is one of the most underrated centers in the league as well. He's going to mm-hmm. give you that during playoff time. For X sure. factors to me, I don't trust Eric Bledsoe. I know you don't. I, know I hate, you don't. I hate I, him. I hate I Eric Bledsoe. I don't blame you. I <laughs> almost don't blame you for it. Eric Bledsoe is my least favorite guy on this team. 
What I might, I mean, I honestly think what they might do, and it might not be a bad idea, is see what George Hill can do. Maybe mm-hmm. like he's George been shooting has, really well this season. George and the other thing is George Hill was on those Cavs teams. Yeah, you know he's, he has the experience. He has the experience. So Eric Bledsoe, he's got some experience. Remember that? What he had beef with like the Celtics a couple years or something like that. Yeah, when Terry Rozier killed yeah. him. Yeah, man. If was... you're getting if you're getting beat by Terry Rozier, Rozier. in the playoffs, you want to be Giannis yeah. the second guy? Really? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So, I would I might take George Hill to start. So then you run over Bledsoe. You run Hill at the one, Middleton at the two, or Divincenzo can slide in there at the two. Yeah, that's like, a player yeah, I really like. Yeah, I like him too. Then you got guys off the bench. You got shooters like Wesley Matthews and Kyle Korver. You got Robin Lopez. Got the Twins. And this is just a really Pat good Covington. deep team. And the thing is, Giannis played thirty minutes per game in the regular season. Exactly, he That's, could play forty five. He, he, he played thirty minutes, like thirty one minutes per game, and averaged thirty points. <laughs> it's insane. Like he could, it's unreal. But like you said, off the bench, Kyle Korver, great shooter. Ursan Ilyasova, great mm-hmm. shooter. Robin Lopez stretches the floor, or Brooke Lopez, excuse me, stretches the floor really well. Even Pat Connaughton, unbelievable athletic little white dude. Really like him. <laughs> like, they have guys who can stretch the floor for Giannis, can make their own plays if they need to. The team is Decent built defenders. Perfectly. The team's built really, really well around Giannis. And it's coached well, too. Mike Budenholzer has been killing it. He was, I mm-hmm. think, coach of the year last year, so they won't give it to him this year as well. No, they won't. But, but yeah, um, I mean, he, he honestly deserves it. The thing again. is, the thing is with Giannis. So, yeah, he played 30 minutes per game, average 30. You say that neat. If he plays 40 minutes per game against, you know, you're going up against the Jason Tatums and the Jimmy Butlers and the Bam Adebayos, he's getting fouled a ton. Not the best free throw shooter. Is his knee going to hold up? Is he going to be able to play? It's a four-month playoff stint here. It's crazy. Right. And that's the the question really comes down to what has he done in the past four months to – and that's the, this is the issue with a lot of the things is that we don't know what these guys have done in the last four months to keep up with injuries, to stay yeah. in shape, and stuff like that. Like we've seen pictures here and there, but Nicola like ES, like ESPN stuff, like it, I don't I don't really trust it all that much. And yeah, sure. Should. So that's going to be a really big question, and I don't have the answer to that. I think we'll have the answer to that after the first couple of games. Okay, interesting. It's, yeah, but I I I think he could. I think if they need it, he could bump his minutes up to, you know, 37, 38 for sure. Okay, so if you had to call it right now, your Eastern Conference Finals, between which two teams and who comes out of it? I'm taking the Bucks for sure. Mm-hmm. I almost want to say Bucks versus Celtics because that's, like, that's the matchup I really want. You want to see it? I want to see it. Okay. Yeah, I really want to see Bucks celtics for some reason, though, I'm just leaning a little bit towards the Raptors, and I'm not sure why. Okay. It, I think it's the experience. Yeah, I think it's the experience. I think that's the difference. But, like, as I, like we said earlier, some of the guys on the Celtics, especially Jason Tatum, were phenomenal at the end of the season last, mm-hmm. last, this year. So if they can carry that in, I think they're going to be they – could, they could beat the Raptors easily and take on the Bucks, and that could be really fun to watch. Sure. I said this in a post yesterday. These top four teams, I could see any of them going to the finals. And mm-hmm. I think if I had to pick two, it would be Bucks raptors Just, you know, top two seeds. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if the Celtics moved past the Raptors seeding-wise just because of their schedules. Right. The Celtics have a pretty 
easier schedule than the Raptors. But I think if I got to pick those two teams, you know, Lowry, Middleton, Siakam, Antetokounmpo, those are the guys I want to place my money on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So if I had to bet, it's the Bucks coming out of the East, beating those Raptors in six, seven mm-hmm. games. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. No matter what happens, whether it's the Bucks and the Raptors or the Bucks and the Celtics, it's going to be a seven game. And and don't worry, guys. Peter and I are going to be putting out playoff brackets. We're going to be making all those predictions. We're about fifteen days away from seeding games. We're not going to do those. Pre- yeah, I know it's so, so fast. I feel like we haven't had basketball for so long now. It's coming back really quickly. But dude, uh, I was I was at work the other day. Yeah, and I you know I had to go run to the back for something, and I look on TV and there's like. 20 people at the bar watching the MLS. Mm. Like, imagine when it's going to be like, and this is, this is the, by the MLS. The, the MLS, the, by the <laughs> way, this is in Northern Michigan, where like, big soccer town. Where, yeah, <laughs> big, no, they, like, the, they have one, they have a single high school there. The graduating class was like 50. And the only relevant, like, people there are, the, like, the quarterback on their football team. <laughs> like, that's it. That's all they have up there. And there was like 20 people watching soccer. It's gonna be huge, man. I can't even imagine. I'm, and I'm you see, very hyped. you see the stories coming. I love the vlogs that people are giving us, just the content mm-hmm. we're seeing in the NBA bubble, and I'm really excited oh, to just get going. Dude, we followed. Uh, I followed. Uh, like, there's an NBA bubble account on Instagram. I'll yeah. link it if we can. We'll I, I followed them on can. Twitter. Dude, they're so funny to watch. They post like all the videos of different players, and it's a really cool experience to see these dudes like actually, you know, being friends with each other. Yeah, hanging out, and you saw. No, we, we don't see anything like it. No, you saw Dame Lillard. His birthday was yesterday, and CJ McCollum like decorated his door. Oh yeah, it was pretty sweet. No, it's like it's like putting all you know the college basketball teams. Yeah, it's on like the an AAU campus. tournament. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like an AAU tournament. Exactly, it's sweet, but you know, with the best guys at it. I'm wondering, like, we see playoff fights sometimes. What happens if the uh, Bucks and Heat going into scrap? You know, Giannis and Bam or like, some what was it? What was it when? Uh, what was it like Chris Paul went into the rocker, rocker, rocker <laughs> yeah. room or something yeah, like that a couple years if, ago? Uh, Chris Paul and James Harden are beefing, then they go play ping pong after. Like, how's that gonna yeah. work? And also, you know, they put the they put the teams in hotels by ranking. So yeah, those best teams the are gonna playoffs, stay there. Get, like the Raptors and the Bucks are in the same you know building or in the same hotel, and you got Pascal and Giannis beefing saw, about something. Like I, that's gonna be a fight. I saw a, a tweet. Someone posted a Reddit link. It was like technically, if Robin and Brooke Lopez picked up LeBron. On and threw him outside the NBA bubble. What do you have to quarantine for 14 days? <laughs> oh, man, that's just going to be some fun stories coming out. We already saw Jimmy Butler got a noise complaint for dribbling his basketball at midnight. Rashawn was in Ho- full practice yeah. gear. <laughs> Rashawn Holmes uh, got in trouble because he picked up something from Postmates, I think. You like, see Kelly Oubre's tweets. He said, "He said, my NBA guys, uh, if you need Postmates or whatever, just step right here. No security yeah. needs to touch it." And then he said, "Never mind." After <laughs> <laughs> there's somebody who's going. I forget who it was. Uh, there's someone on ESPN or Bleacher Report the other day who, like, made a who basically said, "Don't snitch. Like, don't go to the hotline." And he told all the NBA players, and he he's he's one of the guys in the bubble. I just can't remember who it was. I think it was was it Dinwiddie. Yeah, it was Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie was like, don't, don't call the hotline. Don't call the snitch hotline. Man, I, I just – I pray. I don't care who wins the title. I'm a Lakers fan. I hope they do. But I want basketball. Like, if it gets shut down, man, I'm going to be so sad. I, We're going to have to make off-season content for like eight months. That's what we've been doing. I know. It's brutal. It's brutal. It's brutal. But Jeez. I just hope things happen. So, so quick, basketball – 
real fast, do you see how many of these teams could you see winning the NBA title from the Eastern Conference? And if you had to put your money on one, it's the Bucks, right? I'm putting my money on the Bucks for sure. I could see – I mean, obviously I see the Bucks having a shot. I see the Raptors having the shot. And I – it's not out of the imagination to see the Celtics win. You think they could beat a Lakers or Clippers team? I don't think they could, but I mean, who who knows what who happens? Knows. That's the thing, and that's the thing that this is the thing that I want to address now is everyone's. There's a lot of talk about saying there's going to be asterisks next to whoever wins this title, especially if it's LeBron for that matter, because everyone's looking yes, to hate on hate LeBron, LeBron for some reason. But if anything, whoever wins this title is that's the this is going to be the most impressive title. Oh, of the hardest title of NBA, history. hardest title because you had to sit out for four months. Stay in shape. Have your whole team stay in shape. Come back. Live mm-hmm. on a campus away, you know, from your family in the middle of. Honestly, Orlando's in the middle of nowhere in Florida, yeah. for that matter. And you just have to figure it out for the next. And they're they're there for two and a half or three months. It's like, gonna be a while. It's it's gonna be a long time. So whoever wins this, that's gonna be impressive. And we just don't know who's gonna come out of it because we haven't seen honestly basketball this is, for so long. This is hopefully gonna be the only ever bubble in NBA history. You know what I mean? Like this could be it. Oh yeah. People are gonna this look is... back on the COVID nineteen twenty season and be like, Whoa, they went they were in a here? bubble? <laughs> what? Like, yeah, a literal bubble. It was crazy. Yeah, so that's this gonna it's gonna be nuts to look back. We're all part of history covering this. I hope you guys and are enjoying the content at NBA News. Let us know what we can do better, what we can change, what you guys are liking. If you guys like the podcast, we're going to be putting out a post promoting this podcast tonight. So uh, if you guys like these podcasts, let us know. We'll pump out more of them. We're going to do a Western Conference standings preview, which should be a little bit more interesting as there's, I think, what, three more teams there coming into Orlando? Yep. So uh, that's going to be it for us today, Mo and Peter, and we'll see you guys another day.